how can fundraisers lead up to the president and CEO? Hi, I'm Bill Stajakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Eric Richards. He's the president and CEO of Cancer Support Community of Central Indiana. And before he had this position, Eric was the lead fundraiser for another nonprofit. So he has sat in the lead fundraising chair. He now sits in the CEO chair. And Eric, as we train for the fundraising school, 6,000 people around the world every year, one of the questions we often hear from fundraisers is, how do I lead up to my boss? How do I get my president and CEO more engaged in fundraising? How can I get more information from the president and CEO in advance so things aren't just plopped on my desk? You sat in both chairs. <laughs> what advice do you have for fundraisers as they lead up to the president and CEO? Well, it's, it, thanks, Bill, uh, for the opportunity to talk on this topic. Um, it, it really helps um, if you have a, a CEO, obviously, that has a development background of some, of some sort. Um, that's your, you know, you're, you're going to be your first step in terms of um, uh, making it a little easier on yourself as a development professional. If not, you know, easy thing is to, to educate them on the fundraising school and go to principles and techniques to start with and have that individual um, get her just a general basis. And I think having a general basis is really going to help um, that individual have some empathy with your situation and understand how hard it can be if, if a, a fundraising goal is just plopped on your desk, as you alluded to a second ago. Um, because it's, it, it, it sets up a, a situation where it's probably not going to be a win-win and um, expectations aren't going to be met. Um, you know, CEO's not going to be happy, the development professional's not going to be happy, the board's not going to be happy. And so you have this, uh, you know, this conundrum uh, created. And so uh, what I've done in my career um, is really just made myself walk into the CEO's office and fill them in on what I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, on information. Include those individuals in meetings. Hey, boss, um, I have a meeting down with blank at the Blank Foundation. Um, I think it'd be really great for you to come down with me and talk a little bit about, you know, from your perspective. It's one, you know, one thing for me to get, provide my perspective to the program officer, but I think hearing from the CEO might be really fruitful. Um, so just make yourself available. Um, that would be my biggest advice for, for people. Um, uh, go, into the, go into that office on a consistent basis, talk about what you're doing, and include them in your meetings. Eric, that advice is supported by the academic research, social influence theory, talks about how do we lead up? What types of power and influence do we have when we lead up? And there are three types of power. One is our information, one is our expertise, and one is called referent, refer, meaning we're an example, meaning we're not trying to be right, it's not about us, we're thinking about the well-being of the organization as we're uh, making these types of communications. So what type of information would you have as a fundraiser that you think maybe the CEO doesn't have that our audience can think, oh yeah, I have similar types of information when I lead up? Well, it, I think it goes back to information that you get from a lot of the classes in the fundraising school and principles and techniques in particular, and that is um, just and giving USA the annual report every every year. I think it would be another great um, resource to, to bring forth to your to your director or CEO, um, and that is just general information on why people give and how um, our mission, our case. Um, fits within why people give and how we can really connect the dots that way um, would be one way that I would um, certainly uh, go about that. So we have information about donors, we have information about fundraising, and of course with expertise, we have information about techniques. And when it comes to techniques, 
what's the best place to bring the CEO in? You know, so we teach a 14-step fundraising cycle. Does the CEO need to be in all 14 steps or do we really need to kind of pick and choose and tailor which step at which time we bring in the CEO? What, what has your experience been and what advice do you have? So really it depends on the situation. If the CEO has zero fundraising experience, I don't see how, um, how all 14 steps could hurt the situation. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. If they do have a little bit, they have, you know, they have other, as I know now, um, <laughs> they have other priorities um, during their day. And if you're a small organization, you own a building, you know, it's the headaches that go along with, with, the, with, the, with the building maintenance um, or managing your board of directors. Right. Um, those are the, the program side of things. And so that individual's not gonna have time to go through all 14, 14 steps. So really tailoring um, you know, in, in a way that gets them the information they need, but it's not a, a burden to the, to the director. And so helping them know their right spot. For example, we provide training to deans in higher education uh, across the country. And you know, when you think about our folks who are deans, very smart folks, mm -hmm. they've done primary research mm -hmm. uh, to discover new knowledge. They've developed skills in higher education administration. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in there did I ever mention fundraising training. And so one of the things we teach is find the right time to bring in the dean. Maybe right. the right time is at first meeting the prospective donor. Right. Or maybe they're in the meeting to make the ask, but we don't ask them to make the ask. Because right. the fundraiser, we can make the ask. Right. They're just being there with their information, right. their presence, their gravitas, quite frankly, right. because of yeah. who they are yeah. uh, in terms of their abilities, and yes, their title. Or maybe there's a role in stewardship. So mm -hmm. finding that right place, and it sounds like your advice is, it could be different with each leader. Absolutely, and I think it's dependent on your, on your situation and who the leader is. And, what kind of gift you're talking about, right? And all the different variables that would be intertwined in that. How important do you think it is then for the fundraiser to be at the budget planning meetings? And how important is it in your view for the fundraiser to be in the board meetings uh, so that these you know, fundraising goals aren't just plopped on my desk on the first day of the new fiscal year? I think it's critically important. And um, one of the things that I did, and, and, and you know, for individuals listening to this, um, find out if this is an appropriate thing to do. But I, I did not go to, I was not invited to go to the board meetings. However, I made myself go down and stand outside the door. Um, and as uh, everyone walked in, shaking hands, say hi again, my name is Eric Richards. Um, and I did that for every board meeting at one organization I, 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 I was with. And, and that actually helped me get my last position. And so um, what I would do is, is if you're not invited to attend board meetings and that kind of thing, um, to make yourself available to those individuals, if you're if you're if you're um, uh, if uh, if that's appropriate. Um, uh, but what I would say is yes, include the fundraiser in board meetings. Include the fundraiser. Uh, at, the, at the table for, for budget setting. It's critical um, that that individual has, has buy-in into what your annual goals are because he or she, um, uh, depending on obviously uh, background experience, um, length with organization and so forth, is gonna have a pretty good perspective of, of what is really accomplishable uh, um, uh, from, from an organizational perspective. And then, and then you're setting yourselves up for a win-win rather than a likely lose-lose when it's just handed to that in individual.
Yeah, and Eric, I, I would fully resonate with that in my own professional career. Before coming to the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy and the Fundraising School, I served for 17 years as president and CEO of a statewide nonprofit organization, and I could not imagine how we could set our agency budget without the fundraising team in the room. Uh, you know, we could challenge them. Hey, guys, Correct. we can stretch a little That's, bit. Yeah. You know, we're not staying status quo here, but we also don't want rose-colored glasses, and you can help us with the budget-setting process for the agency. And then similarly, the fundraising folks know where the budget lands mm -hmm. and how that lands with their current donors and their prospective donor list. Same thing with the board meetings. Uh, yeah. I always insisted on having our senior leadership team at the board meetings. Yeah. And I would suggest if you're a CEO, if you're a board member, uh, and maybe you have some hesitancy around that, give it a try and see what happens. And certainly if there are sensitive personnel issues or legal issues, you can go into executive session, you can ask the fundraiser and the other senior leaders uh, to depart from the room. Uh, but again, we want people to have maximum information uh, if they're going to go fundraise for us successfully. Absolutely. Um, they, they need to be involved and it's not a scary proposition as you might think, inviting your senior staff to a board meeting and actually, if it's appropriate, have them report on a project or things that they're working on. I, I regularly do that because that was the opportunity afforded to me in my last role uh, and really helped me to um, prepare me to be a CEO at the end of the day, but mm. um, also uh, educate the board members on, on what we were doing from a development perspective, and which may be a little different than the CEO's perspective. So again, when we talk about leading up and the influence that we have as fundraisers leading up to the president and CEO, and when possible, the board of directors, we have that information power, we have that expertise power, and then lastly is the referent power. And Eric, I've always thought this is one that fundraisers should really understand because when we fundraise, this practice is never about us personally. We're fundraising for the cause. We're fundraising for the nonprofit. We're fundraising for the people we serve or the cause that we serve. It would seem to me that fundraisers should really be able to tap into that referent ability and say, this isn't about me being right, boss. This is about the well-being of the nonprofit. What have you seen in your career and what advice do you have for us? Yeah, I mean, that's what we're, I mean, at the end of the day, it's what we get out of bed every day to do, and that is to help you know, further the mission of the organization and help continue to try to meet whatever vision that you have um, in, in front of you um, as a as a fundraiser. And you know, it, it's never a, about you. You may you may get excited and and feel your your blood moving if you know you get that big gift and and or you get to open the door to this you know someone that you've been working on. And I still get that. I mean, every, every mm -hmm. single day I've got a a big deal that I'm working on right now, and it's it's it just provides you know that that yeah, there's a lot of um, um, excitement, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, from a uh, you know to, to feel to feel that. But at the end of the day, it's to drive forward um, our mission, and in our case, and that's really to ensure no one faces cancer alone in Central Indiana. Um, but I, I'd say it, it's critical, and um, you know, if you don't have that, then I think you need to kind of take a step back and and understand you know why you're doing what you're doing and and maybe uh, th think, uh, you know, think about uh, you know, how you can uh, really get, you know, feel that and, and, and have a heart for what you're trying to accomplish. And because of that heart, because of that passion that you have for your cause, that same perspective can help you lead up to your president and CEO. We're not saying this is a magic wand. <laughs> the boss can still say no. I always say, you know, <laughs> right. the dean has yet to see the wisdom of all of my recommendations. I'm still working on the ones yeah, yeah, he's right, declined, right? right. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's part of the deal, but we're giving ourselves the best chance 
to be successful. And it's because of this angst that we hear from fundraisers is that at the fundraising school, we've created the Certificate in Fundraising Leadership. This goes alongside our Certificate in Fundraising Management, but this new certificate has four new courses. First of all, Understanding Philanthropy. Our founder, Dr. Henry Rosso, said that fundraising is the servant of philanthropy. So what's philanthropy? We need to understand philanthropy from that macro level to fully be effective leaders within fundraising. We have a new course on ethics uh, being designed and taught by a national expert in this field, my colleague Dr. Kathy Bodisher. We're also talking about emotional intelligence and empathy, the art of fundraising with our colleague Dr. Sarah Conrath. That's a new course. And then the Effective Leadership Successful Fundraising course. If you take those four courses, you earn our Certificate in Fundraising Leadership. We still have the CFRM, 20 courses overall in 18 U.S. cities, custom training that goes all over the world. We also have quarterly webinars and, of course, these free weekly podcasts. And more information is online at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school, philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. With Eric Richards, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. And now you are now more informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.